Welcome to Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast. I'm your host, Vista Chamber CEO, Rachel Beld, and it's my privilege to interview the movers, shakers, and change makers impacting our Vista community and beyond. And today I'm excited to welcome Paige McWay Acres. Paige is the executive director of the San Diego Brewers Guild. And founded in 1997, the Guild is a nonprofit organization that seeks to promote San Diego breweries and create an open line of communication among brewers, creating a strong and vibrant community. The Guild's mission is to promote awareness and increase the visibility of fresh, locally brewed beer through education and participation in community events. While the San Diego Brewers Guild represents the brewing industry countywide, Paige's office is located here in Vista, and I have the pleasure of getting to know her as a colleague since we both lead business membership organizations. Uh, Paige is a lifelong Vistan. She went to Vista High and attended San Diego State for college, and she's been the executive director for the Brewers Guild uh, since 2013. 2013. She's also the mom to two kiddos, and she's also my neighbor. (laughs) So welcome, Paige. I'm really glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. So I have to tell you a story um, about when we met in the parking lot. So, or when we saw each other in the parking lot. So um, the Vista Chamber, we moved into the Film Hub in September of 2020. And it was in the fall of that year of 2020 that I was thinking about our relationship, the Vista Chamber's relationship with breweries, and just how we had had kind of a ebb and flow in our participation and partnership with local breweries. Mm-hmm. And I was just really thinking about, gosh, they're really having a hard time right now with 2020. And I would just really wish there was a way that I could better connect with them. And I remember just thinking, and I had made notes on things I could try to do to, to <laughs> yeah. re-engage with the brewers. And then I was walking out of the Film Hub office and you start walking in to the Film Hub office. And I was like, wait a minute, I know her. And I, I really was putting it out in the universe. Like, I want to connect with brewers. Um, and then also just separately thinking about, like, I need friends. Like, I need colleagues and, like, people mm-hmm. on my team, you know, people on to, like, vent to and colleagues. And so I just really feel like it was, like, the universe just connecting us in that parking lot that day yeah. when you said – I'm moving into the film hub, moving our office here. And I'm I was like, babe. yay, I was so happy. So I'm really glad that you moved into the film hub and that we've gotten to know each other over this Me last too. 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really curious, how did you get connected to the Brewers Guild in the first place? So I always thought that I wanted to go into law. And okay. so my brother had graduated from law school with a lot of debt in about 2009. Okay. And that's when I had graduated from college and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Yeah. wasn't super into going into that much debt. So I said, well, let me try this paralegal program. Okay. So I went to the paralegal program through University of San Diego and started working in a law firm, talked to the attorneys that were there to see if how they enjoyed law. What I learned was that a lot of them went into law because they wanted to advocate about something or, you know, a particular topic that they were very passionate about. But a lot of those jobs don't come up. And mm-hmm. so they're like, if unless you can definitely get that or you don't want to work for a lot of money, you know, like just think about what you want to do. Right. And so I started doing that. And a huge thing for me is community. And mm-hmm. so I looked at organizations and businesses and things like that that had a, a big impact on the local community and being born and raised in Vista, I saw the evolution of the downtown area when Mother Earth went down there mm-hmm. and then seeing just how vibrant that became. And it mm-hmm. was such so clear to me that craft beer was a big 
a big mover right, um, to my local community, but then also across the entire county. So I started looking at jobs in craft beer, and I had been introduced to the guild through a, um, a farm-to-table restaurant that I worked at in okay. San Diego. And so when I saw that the guild was hiring, I'm like, well, I'm familiar with it. It's community-driven. I get to work with every brewery. I get to work with multiple communities and cities and and went for it, and that was nine years ago. Wow. Nine years ago. Time flies. Well, almost nine. Almost nine. Okay. <laughs> Eight plus. Yeah. So um, so what's the best part of the work that you do? What's your favorite thing? I love that I get to work with all the breweries um, because they all collaborate together, mm-hmm. but it, they all have different business models. They all have different types of people that are attracted to them, mm-hmm. um, whether they're workers or they're you know, their guests or their consumers. And right. so there's just a lot of stories behind each of the breweries and the passion. And so it's really great to be able to learn what those are and then work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, where when working for a singular business, you don't get to always hear those other stories mm-hmm. or um, get to know all those different types of people. And so I think that's definitely my favorite part of my work at the Guild, like getting to know everybody. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that collaborative feeling too. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think is the hardest part of it? On the flip That's side? also the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it is definitely a challenge. Um, you know, you can meet all of those people, but actually having like really strong relationships can be challenging because mm-hmm. you're not on the inside, even though you know them and you know their story and you have relationships, you're still not within their business organization. Sure. And so you definitely feel a connection, but sometimes it can be challenging, like not really being a part of one type of business, if that makes sense. Sure. I mean, I guess I can see too, you know, like for with the chamber as a membership organization, we might be familiar with a business mm-hmm. and have a pretty good understanding of the challenges that face them. But oftentimes business owners are so focused on running their business, they don't have the capacity to communicate the details of what's happening. Yes. And so you're trying to guess like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to help you. And I see you're really busy or that you need help or you need support. Um, and you're, you know, they're so busy they can't necessarily give you the specifics of it. So yes. um, so I can I can totally relate to that. I think another example of that is like over the last couple years, mm-hmm. um, all of the challenges with the closures and the sure. different restrictions and things like that. And people are like, well, how is the brewing industry doing? And it's kind of like, well, you know, I need to talk to those business owners. I don't, because I'm not in that business in particular, it's like I I don't know that yet. Like mm-hmm. I have to go in and do like my own research versus if I was in a certain business, you know, an employee of a business and I would probably have a lot more deeper understanding of those specific challenges sure. as a employee versus someone who works with so many of those different businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so why do you think it's important for industries like breweries um, to have a guild, to have a very specific organization representing them? Well, for our industry, because it's a highly uh, regulated industry, mm-hmm. it's important for our members or for our breweries to really understand what those regulations are, what right. those changes are, what could be changing, you know, if there's other stakeholders that are trying to change something that could really impact our industry negatively or positively. Like, it's really important that the businesses and the breweries know as manufacturers what 
what's happening mm-hmm. um, and what can impact their business. And so having an entity that's looking out for them in that way, whether it's through education or if it's actually through advocacy work in meeting with legislators or you know, local le- elected officials or things mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's hard for the breweries, like you said, the business owners are so in their day-to-day that sometimes it's hard for them to think about what sort of assembly bill is on the desk of the right. governor or whatever, um, or local ordinances or things mm-hmm. like that. So we really try to keep our finger on the pulse so that our members know what's what's happening or what could be happening and if they need to be involved at a different level. Got it. Okay. Um, so what are some of the, you know, obviously we'll talk about COVID in a minute, but what are some of the, the biggest issues do you think facing the brewing industry right now? Uh, employment is a huge mm-hmm. issue. Um, I mean, right now, definitely the staffing, trying to keep people on staff. Yeah. Um, some breweries are experiencing issues with like hiring mid-level experienced workers. Okay. Um, and I was actually speaking with business owner last night about that. And, you know, I said, why do you think it's so challenging to find that? And like, I think these people have moved out of California, Yeah. you know, so it's going to be, I think it's really important. Like workforce development is really Mm -hmm. important in trying to find skilled workers for those types of positions. Sure. And it's positions that are directly connected to brewing or are they more hospitality? Are they like finance and management, marketing? What kinds of industry? I mean, like what kinds of um, it seems jobs do you to think? be more in like the sales, marketing, mm-hmm. distribution, um, you know, and there needs to be an understanding around how to sell alcoholic beverages. Sure. <laughs> you know, so you can't just throw somebody who has sales experience in there because there's a lot of laws that right. um, uh, surround the industry. Um, it seems like the manufacturing aspect, you know, those skilled workers are there. Mm-hmm. It seems to be more of like the mid-level, C-level C yeah. type of employees that, you know, may have left California or left the region or left the industry right. f- for other opportunities. And so it's been challenging um, to find and, re- you know, find people for those positions. Yeah, that's a t- it's a tough one. And mm-hmm. so what do you um, what do you see the guild's role in working on a challenge like that? Uh, so we we're focusing on education this year mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, make sure that the members are uh able to with their recruitment like how to recruit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like doing job doing we have a job board we're trying to create tools for them that we haven't had in the past Mm -hmm. um and then we're also you know pretty focused on dei so trying to reach into new markets or new segments or you know different types of people who may not see the brewing industry as something approachable because they don't brew beer. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a manufacturing industry. That's what we're categorized as. But there's a lot more opportunity than I think some people realize. So trying to reach reach out to communities and to workforce and saying, like, the beer industry isn't just about making beer. It's about there's events, there's community involvement, there's sales, there's mm-hmm. accounting, there's all sorts of aspects that mm-hmm. people may overlook the opportunity to work at a brewery because they are like, I don't drink beer or I don't understand beer. Or I'm not into craft beer. Or right. Right. Wow. Okay. Cool. Um, so let's see. 
Um, are there any other trends or issues that you see affecting breweries or affecting the guild in the next year or so? I think supply chain is going to be a big issue, mm-hmm. you know, with aluminum. A lot of the breweries have gone into cans, obviously, mm-hmm. through packaging over the last couple of years, and there's mm-hmm. a shortage. And um, so we're trying to look into group purchasing options for the mm-hmm. members and the breweries and see if there's ways that we can help them through some of those supply chain issues yeah. that they're experiencing. Yeah. So. So just, um, so shifting focus a little bit to just like kind of the structure of your organization. So you're a nonprofit. Yes. And you're a staff of? One. Of one. <laughs> just a page. Okay. So you get a lot done being a staff of one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a board. We have a board. Mm-hmm. And the board is represented from the different brewery members? Yes. Okay. Um, so what... Um, how do you get so much done? I, I mean, I look at your website, your events calendar, you have a lot happening. How do you do all that as one person? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I try to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last the last two years, we've really had to get creative mm-hmm. in what we do because so much before of what we did was uh, consumer driven, driving public awareness and mm-hmm. increasing visibility of the beer of breweries and mm-hmm. craft beer in the county. Um, and it was really challenging to meet that that uh, goal and that mission over the last couple of years because people weren't going out and sure the breweries needed something different. They're like, we don't need you to promote us. You need to help us stay in business. <laughs> and sure. So, you know, we really tried to, the board is um, made up of all volunteers and they give a lot too. you know, like trying to um, get, get creative with me over the last couple of years. And, and they're not, um, they're not, they have the responsibility to make the organization organization successful Mm -hmm. you know to make sure that it continues to to be successful in its mission Mm -hmm. and so um, part of my job is making sure that the board of directors are are participating yeah which can be really challenging they're Um, all running their own businesses at the same time right Right. i have the same challenge with my board as well you know where if you're if you're running your own business and there's challenges there it's very very difficult to yeah. carve out time to focus on something that's a volunteer. A volunteer. Bus- a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but I feel like I've been really fortunate in that the people who who have wanted to be on our board, it's fairly small. It's about 10 people total. Sure. And so um, the people who want to be on it are the ones that like are they the it's set from the very beginning of like you have to do this many hours, right. this seems, you know. There's expectations. There's, yeah, yeah, very, very clear from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot, I try to keep them accountable. And it's kind of like, if you can't do this, like, that's totally fine. But just let me know. Right. Because <laughs> the person who has to pick up work is me. And yeah. that can be really challenging for me. Yeah, so. absolutely. So speaking of COVID, talking about COVID over the last couple of years, I know Every business, every organization, every person has had their life impacted in some mm-hmm. way, either in a health capacity, financially, regulations, in, in some way. So what are some of the things that you think um, that you're the most proud of that the Guild has accomplished um, as a, you know, using the P word pivot, as a pivot <laughs> through through COVID? What are some things that you did that or that the Guild did that you're really proud of? Um, I would say two things that I'm really proud of over the last couple of years is one, um, Prior to COVID, we didn't have a strong relationship with some of our elected officials. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of 
deferred that type of work to our state association and would work with them and have them come down to San Diego locally. And obviously, you know, over the last two years, they've been pretty swamped up in in Sacramento Mm -hmm. and um, just didn't have those local connections. And so we started focusing on that and just kind of being like, we want to make sure that when you are thinking about how to support and save small businesses, you're thinking about the breweries in the correct way. You mm-hmm. know, they aren't just small businesses or they're not just hospitality. There's a lot of confusion around breweries because they see them as tap rooms um, and equate them to like the hospitality industry. But mm-hmm. they're much more than that because mm-hmm. they're actually manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have canning lines and they have giant, you know, they, they have equipment and mm-hmm. they have these types of expenses where they're. They're making a product and selling it, not just selling it. Mm -hmm. So trying to make sure that, you know, local officials understood the business model and how our businesses were being impacted was really important to us and getting um, constituent meetings planned, which we hadn't really done in the past. Mm -hmm. And the members were like so appreciative of that Mm -hmm. because they felt like their voices were being heard. So I was really proud of that. And then... Another thing that we did was we went to virtual, some virtual um, like beer pairing dinners. So we still tried to engage the craft beer fan and the consumer in a unique and, you know, safe way, which ended up being really successful and like pretty fun. Yeah. Like people kind of doing these beer dinners at home when they could and doing, having a unique experience when it really felt, you know, kind of uninspiring. Right. Well, I think. You know, I participated in one of those, and I think it was super fun because you're home, and I got sick of cooking, and it was fun to <laughs> it was fun to try food I had never tried mm-hmm. and pair it with a beer and have someone walk me through um, how it should go together and why these flavors go together and why these things you know educate behind it. That was a really fun experience. So I think thumbs up to that, and I'm sure the breweries you know enjoyed continuing to get their name out there mm-hmm. and continuing to. Um, just spread awareness around the products that they create and serve. So. Yeah, and it was fun creating a new event thing, you know, event yeah. concept that we would have never thought of doing otherwise. Yeah. You know, there was never a need for that, but people really, really liked it. Yeah, it's amazing the creativity that comes from, you know, confinement, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, just to get a little personal for a bit, you know, you and I have talked a lot about running an organization, a membership organization, being a mom, Mm -hmm. having kids at home during a global pandemic. And so it's a big challenge. (laughs) It's a big challenge. So I just wanted to to ask you about um, what you think about the role of being a mom Mm -hmm. and being a working mom, not just, you know, running a chamber, running a membership organization, but why do you think that was so hard? I mean, why, it was really hard. And mm-hmm. I know we've talked about that. So why do you think it is? Why do you think it's been so hard to navigate, to p- keep all those plates in the air? I think the hardest part was setting boundaries because mm-hmm. they became non-existent. Totally. You know, for a while, you were, you, know, you were at home, everybody all in the same house, under the same roof. Right. And, you know, for me, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So they definitely don't understand the concept right. of like when mom is working and and when mom is home and available when mom is physically at home. Right. So there were times where I was in meetings and there was yelling on the other side of the door sure. because they're just I they just don't understand that and I feel like 
it and they weren't ever going to really understand and right. grasp it the way that they I would have needed them to. Sure. And that would have been unrealistic for me to have that expectation of them in the first place. Sure. And so it was really trying to figure out how to have a boundary and have balance when there wasn't any sort of separation in my day. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. And my kids are a little older. They're 7 and 12. But I still struggled with the boundary, especially the working from home part mm-hmm. um, and just – you know, the door is closed, but mom's on the other side and why can't she just make me a snack, you know? And so, um, or I need something. I don't know how many times I said, uh, your father is literally six inches away from you. Can you please ask him? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's been, um, it's been really hard as, uh, as a mom and as a, I think all parents, but, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then navigating, School, you know, mm-hmm. I know your, I know your oldest is in kindergarten or in, in school now. Yeah, and navigating schools, open schools, close mm-hmm. all this, but you know, it's just it's kind of that whiplash effect, and it seems, you know, we're, here we are in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I thought we would be done with this mess by now. I know, I know, and it's awful. So it's yeah, and with my five year old, is trying to you know, educate him about what's going on is really difficult. I'm, you know, the COVID is a germ is how I, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of explain it. And, but also because my children are so young, I haven't had that challenge of going back to normal because sure. they didn't, they, this is normal. This is normal. Yeah. You know, they, they don't think it's an odd thing to be wearing a mask. My two-year-old asks to wear a mask every day yeah. because his brother does. Like, right. And it has a superhero on it. And so he's poop like super excited about it yeah so he doesn't really have I haven't had those challenges as a parent Mm -hmm. of when is life going to go back to normal yeah because they don't know any different so I feel like there is I'm fortunate in in that I mean there's other challenges obviously with the little ones but um that expectation from them doesn't exist for me yeah my kids have stopped asking they used to say (laughs) when COVID is over can we do blah 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 yeah. And now they don't say that anymore. And one day mm. I realized, oh, nobody's asked me if we can do X, Y, Z when COVID's over. So it kind of, and that kind of made me sad a little bit yeah. to think about they've just, in a way it was like, okay, they've accepted it. So that's a good thing. But on the other hand, it was like, oh, they've just stopped they've asking. They've accepted it. Yeah, they've accepted <laughs> it. So it's kind of like, oh, it's right. a bummer. Like, I need time. to. Yeah. To, exactly. Know, like. Exactly. So I think we're all just figuring out how to navigate this whole, you mm-hmm. know, you know, I hate the word new normal, but it really is. This is what yeah. life is now and we're mm-hmm. figuring it out. Um, so that's just really interesting. But and I know, you know, your office is here at the Film Hub and the Chamber's yeah. office is here at the Film Hub. I've been so incredibly grateful to have a colleague and someone that I can say, OK, you know, new regulations just came yeah. out. How are you handling this? How are you communicating this to your members? And let's collaborate on it or, yeah. you know, attend meetings together and like get involved with electeds together. Absolutely. Um, so that's been really, you know, on the work side, mm-hmm. that's been good. And then also I'm glad to have you as a neighbor. <laughs> I can walk by your house and wave and be like, I'm going crazy. And you yeah. say, so am I. So yeah. that's been really nice. I just, um, I really appreciate you. Mm. Um, so let's see if I missed any other questions. Um, so as we're just coming to the close of our conversation, I always have rapid fire questions. I ask every one of my guests okay. and I'm curious if you could give me, I love to read and so I'm always looking for book recommendations. So what is a book that uh, you would recommend that I read or that anybody listening would read? Uh, well, I'm currently reading a book called Northern Spy. Okay. I recently found Reese Witherspoon's book club okay. list. Yeah. So it's on that. Okay. Um, and it's based in Ireland um, about, you know, when the 
the Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and the infighting and all of that. Oh, so, fascinating. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty fast-paced, um, so it's picked up pretty quickly. Okay, and so you're kind of like right a page-turner. Yeah. yeah, or you're like trying to figure out a little bit of a mystery kind of going on, and um, so I like it. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, tell me a song you always have to turn up. You always have to jam out when it comes on. It's like, I'm, j- I'm dancing, I'm jamming. Um, I love Shut Up and Dance With Me. Okay. That's <laughs> I'm a, not going to sing it. Okay. <laughs> but um, that, it's a little bit newer song, like within the last five yeah, years Yeah, probably so. in the last five yeah. years. I remember jamming out at my okay. wedding and, the okay. you know, I don't know, just like one of those, you're just like, shut up and dance. Yeah. You know, it's just like makes you want to do that. There's and I do of it. times where I'm just like, all right, dance party. That's it. We yeah. just have to shut up and dance. I love it. Okay. So tell me something that inspires you inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, I am extremely inspired by our community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I go, I've been thinking about that a lot lately and just um, where I live, where my kids are growing up and I continue to want to have them in our community and in the community that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm inspired by the people who live here and w- you know, the diversity that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes me happy that we have something like that here in Vista. Awesome. Okay. Last question. Um, a Vista business that you think deserves a shout out and why? Uh, so uh, I think um, a business that I have found recently that I spend a lot of time at is Moonry Collective okay. in downtown Vista. I really like what they've um, been able to create there with, um, you know, the the uniqueness of their shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I go in there, it's completely new things, new fun things to look at. And um, women-owned, it's, it's really nice to have something so dependable right in downtown Vista that um, I like to support. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we wrap up, any um, is there anything else you want to share about the Guild um, or anything else you want to – are you looking for volunteers? What's your next big event? Just any other little snippet about the Guild that you want to shout out? Um, I think it's just cover? important to, to continue to support the local craft beer industry, you know, that they are more than small businesses. They're these manufacturers that are um, – that are working really hard to to create a product that they're passionate about and they they want to share that with their community. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the glue that holds the, the craft beer community together mm-hmm. is that that unique passion of um, that entrepreneurship of sharing a, a pot a, sharing something that they love to make and they mm-hmm. love to share. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's really what like the guild wants to continue for the San Diego region is to make sure that that type of passion and that type of entrepreneurship doesn't disappear. It's, I think it's very important and unique to our region that we have such a strong and vibrant industry uh, that cares so much about its communities. Great. Thank you, Paige, for being here. So Thank glad to have had, having have you here. And I hope you'll come back <laughs> yeah. um, at some point and we'll talk more about beer and life and Vista. I like it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, much, Rachel. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care.
Thank you for tuning into Velocity, the Vista Chamber podcast, where we hear from the movers, shakers, and changemakers impacting Vista, California. To hear the latest from Velocity, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Vista Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit organization which serves as catalyst to business growth. Visit us online at vistachamber.org.